So a big welcome here to the Mayor's Pride Awards 2019 here at St Michael's Manor in St Albans. An evening to celebrate the inspiring individuals, hard-working community groups and the public spirited businesses that are in the heart of the St Albans community. Well, good evening, everybody. And I am really delighted to be here tonight celebrating the Mayor's Pride Awards with you. And this evening is all about you. And during my year as Mayor, I've met so many wonderful people and unsung heroes who are doing really wonderful things for their communities, their friends, neighbours, and many people they don't even know but who they do so much for. And tonight, we shall be celebrating all that you do to help make the city and district such a great place. And yes, we shall be celebrating winners, but of course, in reality, every single one of you here tonight is a winner, as you all give so much. And actually, as you can imagine, it was really, really difficult to decide on the actual winners. And I would like to take this opportunity to thank my fellow judges for their time and contribution and also a very, very big thank you to community services, and especially Katie, without whom this evening could not have happened. Thank you, Mayor. Good evening and welcome to the Mayor's Pride Awards. This year we've had over 70 nominations and the judging panel really had their work cut out for them. And it's not possible to shortlist everybody, so we've decided to do something special. So ladies and gentlemen, for what has become the Mayor's Pride Awards tradition, please put your hands together to congratulate all the fantastic people and groups that were nominated this year for the Mayor's Pride Awards 2019. This year's nominations in seven different categories were received for individuals and groups from across the district. And I'd also like to mention that many of the comments and descriptions I'm going to be reading out come straight from the hearts of the people who nominated our finalists. They want you all to know that you're loved and that you're amazing, and we all think so too. So without further ado, let's get started on our first award. That is the Community Project of the Year. This award is given in recognition of an outstanding community project that has really made a difference to local people or has helped to make St Albans even more vibrant. The finalists are Box Clever St Albans ABC. As part of Hertfordshire's big hit and boxing charity Box Clever, St Albans ABC, deliver social inclusion boxing sessions aimed at 7 to 15 year olds. The aim of these sessions was to encourage a reduction in antisocial behaviour and crime for this age group, improve their physical and mental well-being, as well as building their self-esteem and confidence. The project has been an astounding success with reported incidents of antisocial behaviour reducing significantly in St Albans. Evaluations have also showed significant improvements in the participants' level of confidence and self-esteem. Participants feel like they've seen benefits in their fitness and their mental health since joining the session. The next project is Save St Albans Pubs. Sean, Sean Hughes. Sean Hughes, Mandy McNeil, Christo Tafali, and uh, along with a team of landlords and supporters, including Andy, who's over at the table, have spearheaded this campaign, Save St Albans Pubs, on behalf of our hard-working independent landlords. Together, they dedicate hundreds of voluntary hours to highlight the campaign locally and nationally, and were joined by local MP Anne Main recently to uh, talk to Parliament as well. Save St Albans Pubs is working on a national campaign to highlight the astronomical business rates increase for our pubs that have seen increases in St Albans of, in some cases, over 200%. They are passionate about our local food and drink businesses and understand that the closures of our treasured pubs are a tremendous loss for St Albans. Last but not least, Squat Life St Albans. <laughs> Thank you. 
Many of you would have had the pleasure of being one of the thousands of people who got to see this incredible, innovative and eye-opening project which combined many different activities and elements to consider both historical and contemporary responses to homelessness in St Albans. Squat Life has raised the awareness of the historical treatment of the poor and destitute and also exposed the plight of the present-day homeless. So much work and thought has gone into this program, which has united many different groups and people from different backgrounds. It has generated a true sense of community whilst embracing the cultural and historical side of St Albans at the same time. One of the highlights has been the people who have been able to have their say through this project. People's stories and situations have been recognised and given a voice, which has been immensely powerful. The project continues to develop its legacy with a video about homelessness, which refers those who are vulnerable to services for support. Can I please have a representative from the three finalists to the stage? Finalists are making their way across the restaurant and up to the stage. I'm delighted to announce the Community Project of the Year Award goes to Box Clever, St Albans ABC. And a popular win there for Box Clever. Box Clever, the project for 7 to 15 year olds using boxing to reduce antisocial behaviour and being successful in it as well. And they're celebrating their award there, standing there, having their photo taken with the right worshipful, the mayor and city of the city and district of St Albans, Rosemary Farmer, having their photo taken, looking very proud they are too. Okay, thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Really, really honoured to uh, achieve this on behalf of uh, St Albans Amateur Boxing Club and Box Clever that runs there. Um, I don't deliver the sessions, I'm on the outside controlling about 15 sessions a week, which takes about 300 people off the streets, 300 children off the streets a week. Um, and we've got some lovely, lovely trainers, great male role models, and particularly at St Albans uh, Amateur Boxing Club, they are taking hundreds of children off the street a week, teaching them discipline, respect, healthy living, substance awareness, and all, and look at what's happening with knife crime and stuff like that. They're, you know, they're, they're battling to, to keep going. So, really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Cheers. So, I'm here with Bob Williams, who's the chairman of Box Clever, St Albans ABC, and you've just won the Community Project of the Year Award. So, what does that mean to you? Well, um, I wasn't expecting it, I'll be honest. Um, but... I'd like to really thank everybody for the nomination and obviously the award. Um, I'm chairman of Box Clever, so we've been running approximately nine years now throughout Hertfordshire, and we've been running Box Clever at St Albans for about the last six years. And they're a very, very strong amateur boxing club with trainers such as Jim Duffy, um, sorry, Jim Crawley, Ray Duffy, Ray Khan, good solid trainers, and taking our young people off the streets teaching them discipline, respect, healthy eating, healthy living, substance awareness, um, teaching them to stay away from knife crime and gang culture. And um, it's just going from strength to strength at the, um, the St Albans Amateur Boxing Club. I read that the project has seen reported incidents of antisocial behaviour reducing significantly in the area. Is that right? Uh, yes. Well, the, the way we look at it is well, the, the, well, the children are, are off the street and you training in the gym, they're too tight to do anything when they're finished. <laughs> I go straight home to bed. I don't miss out on around. And if there are, there's anyone listening that, that wanted to know how to, they could get involved, could you give us some details about how they could go yes, about doing that? Yes, certainly. Have a look at our website on uh, boxclever.net, B-O-X-C-L-E-V-A.net. Go to our website, go on locations, and we've got all the locations we run in Hertfordshire, almost every district in Hertfordshire, is covered by a Box Clever session during school term. Okay, thanks, Bob. Keep doing what you're doing. Our second award is for cultural innovation. This award is given in recognition of an individual whose ideas, ambition or achievements are an inspiration to others. The first finalist is Claire Sutty. 
Claire has organized the polar bear plunge for four years running now. She gives up her time, her Christmas and her new year to head up a fantastic community event in aid of three local charities each year. Even though Claire recently moved to Devon, she still put on the polar bear plunge this year and she took it one step further with the yarn bombing of many local post boxes. Her fantastic marketing skills not only helped spread the word about the polar bear plunge further, but also simply made people in the community smile over the festive season. She used her creativity and skills to brighten people's day, and that's why we think she's an inspiration to others. The Jersey Farm Park Run Team. The Jersey Farm core volunteer team are an incredible group of people who have been brought together by Parkrun, a global phenomenon, ugh, phenomenon with thousands of people participating in free weekly five-kilometre timed runs. The Jersey Farm team have been instrumental in bringing a second Parkrun to the district and have even overcome a relocation from Hartwood Forest too. The hard work, dedication and determination by all the core volunteers should be recognised. Behind the scenes, the team manage logistics of the event kit, engage volunteers to marshal the run and maintain the park run standards. Park run relies on volunteers week in and week out, and the core team at Jersey Farm have dedicated so much time and effort into making it a success. Together, they're providing an inclusive environment where everyone is welcome to come and have fun, feel part of a community, and get active. And the third finalist is Frank Clark. For the last, I'm sorry. For the last 20 years, Mr. Clark has decorated his house in Vicarage Close at Christmas time and used the opportunity to raise money for charity. It's a road stopper of a showstopper. This Christmas, he had hoped to raise £200 for the charity and was thrilled to exceed this total, raising £245 for Dreamflight. In a recent local paper interview, Mr. Clark said, I had a snow machine this time and the children loved it. It was the biggest display I'd done and I even had a six-foot Christmas snowman and a life like reindeers. I feel absolutely brilliant about beating my fundraising target. Can I please have the three finalists up to the stage? So Mr Frank Clark and the Jersey Farm Park Run team and Claire Sutty making their way up towards the mayor, standing here by the microphones. <gasps> and Claire Sutty has even brought one of her little yarn bomb characters with us just to remind us about the delight that we had on top of our post boxes at Christmas. I'm delighted to announce that the award for cultural innovation goes to Claire Sutty. <laughs> And a very, very popular win there for Claire Sutty, who's organised the polar bear plunge for many years now, and then the yarn bombing of our post boxes last year as well. Now moved down to Devon, will be very sorely missed, but being celebrated for all she's done here tonight. I'd just like to say a quick thank you to all the people who made these, because I didn't make all 23, which went around all the post boxes. So my friend Candy over there. Stand up a minute and have a little clap. So she made lots of them. Handy standing up there at the back of the hall. Did lots of admin and replacing post boxes and stuff. But mostly thanks to the community. Each post box was sponsored by a local business, so that raised money for the three charities. Um, And then the community really stepped up and embraced it, which was brilliant. And especially credit to the runners, some of whom are on my table. Because the runners really, I didn't see that one coming, but people were running around, taking pictures of all of them and doing, plotting their runs that they were doing. So that was really great. So I hope it's going to happen again at Christmas this year. And if you know any knitters or crochet people who can even just do a little tiny bit, go and see Candy later, or me. Thanks very much. Thank you. So I'm now here with Claire Sutty, who's the organiser for the Polar Bear Plunge, and you've just won the award for cultural innovation. How does that feel? That's right, Natalie. Yeah, it feels fantastic. Thanks very much. Yeah, I'm delighted. And can you tell us a bit about uh, the Polar Bear Plunge for those that that didn't see the beautiful decorations and all the post boxes? Well, the plunge itself is an event on New Year's Day where people 
jump in at the amazing sub aqua club pool um, and this year, just to raise a bit of publicity, we decorated the post boxes of St Albans and the surrounding areas. They so, looked amazing. Yes. How many post boxes did you do? So there decorate? were 23 altogether. So we put them out on, I think it was the 4th of December. And we were just amazed at how the they were embraced, photographed. They were all over social media and everybody really, really enjoyed them, which was the point. But also they donated, so they yeah. went home and uh, posted their pictures and made a donation to the three charities that we were supporting. And which three charities were you supporting? They were the Counselling Foundation, Earthworks and the Ollie Foundation. That's so, lovely, so local yes, charities Yes, all local well. charities and altogether over £10,000 wow. was raised. So that's brilliant. Well, congratulations, Thank Claire, you very much. and I hope to see them again next year. Thank you, I hope so too. And if anybody listening does crochet or knitting... Doesn't matter how you don't have to do a whole post box if you can just make some decorations to put on the top, we can use them. So please do contact me and I'll be delighted to hear from you. That's wonderful. Thank you, Claire. Okay, thank you. Okay, the next award is for the voluntary sector. This award is given in recognition of an individual or group showing through their work that they have really made a difference to the community through an exceptional commitment to the voluntary sector. The first nominee is St Albans Museum Volunteers. The St Albans Museums is supported by an incredible team of volunteers. We wouldn't have been able to open the new St Albans Museum and Gallery without them. And in 2018, volunteers gave 6,831 hours of their time and energy, which is the equivalent of over two and a half years contributed in just 12 months. Our volunteers are amazing, passionate, and get stuck in with all manner of activities from research to family fun, painting to exhibitions, and sharing our stories. What is most inspiring is simply how dedicated they all are to ensuring that everyone has a warm welcome. The next Finalist is the Seroptimist International St Albans and District. The local women's group Seroptimist International St Albans and District has been serving the community since it was founded in 1957. Everything they do is focused on educating, empowering and enabling women and girls internationally, nationally and locally. They support charitable causes, both international and local, in financial and in kind ways. Recent local charities have included Women's Refuges, Homestart Hearts and Rennie Grove House, to name a few. They are praised on their understanding of key issues and willingness to help, not just financially, but through volunteering their skills and energy too, including assisting with grant applications, funding strategies and manning market stalls. Our third finalist is the St Albans Helping the Homeless Group. This is an amazing group of women who have come together to help the homeless in St Albans. Their passion for helping the homeless, whether it's sitting in the snow on the street talking with homemade soup, packing rucksacks full of essential items, taking people to the doctors, helping them find a, a house, or asking people to donate furniture, they just want to help and uh, last year I had the opportunity to interview one of their homeless friends who described them as angels. They choose not to walk past, rather instead they ask, how can I help? They believe that by working together, we can make a difference. Please can I invite the three finalists to the stage? So representatives of the St Albans Museum Volunteers, Seroptimus International and St Albans Helping the Homeless Group just coming up to the front. I'm delighted to announce that the Voluntary Sector Award goes to the Seroptimist International St Albans and District. And they're delighted with their award there in the voluntary sector here at the Mayor's Pride Awards 2019. Can't believe it. Uh, I thought I thought they deserved it far, far more than, than we did. As, as you can read in the programme, we've been around since 1957, but we're a bit of a well-kept secret. So uh, it, it probably is about time we put our name uh, out there and... and uh, got nominated for, for awards. So we're absolutely thrilled to pieces. We're a women's organisation. As we said, we 
everything we do is focused on helping women and girls. But generally, we get on with what we're doing, and uh, we don't make much noise about it. So it's just absolutely tremendous to be here tonight. And we're, we're really grateful. Thank you so much. And I think the representative of the Sorupt Miss is right there. A well-kept secret, but good to be celebrated here for the great work. I'm here with uh, Kat, Barbara and Jane, and you're from the Soroptimist International St Albans and District. Uh, is that, did I say that correctly? You did indeed, yes. <laughs> and can you tell us a bit about um, what you've done, um, the, the award that you've won? Um, well, it's the Voluntary Sector Award. Um, there's quite a few different categories, and this one, um, seemed, we actually put ourselves forward which I, I, I didn't even know that you could, you could do that. Yeah. And I'm the communications officer for the club, so I thought, well, we, we, need, we need more people to know about Sir Optimist and the great stuff that Sir Optimist do, uh, not only in St Albans, but uh, all over the world. So I thought, well, I'll just put the application in and see what happens. And I, I just and can't, I can't <laughs> believe I that we won. It's, and, it's and just amazing. Kat, can you tell us a bit about what you do and some of your proudest moments this year, for instance? Um, we do a mixture of things. We do fundraising. We do sort of more hands-on stuff, like um, this Christ last Christmas just gone, we sang Christmas carols and raised lots and lots of money for the women's refuges. Um, we've got a quiz night coming up, which you can find out yes, on the website. 20, 23rd of March, we've still got places for people who want to come along to the Sorotis quiz night on the 23rd of March. And Kat arranged a, a brilliant uh, mental health awareness oh, yes. evening oh, for, the, for the club because Kat works in that, in that field. And it's something that this year the, um, um, the, the Sorotis in this country, are, we've got a strap line of Think On It. Sorotis Think On It, trying to raise uh, awareness of mental health issues and it, we're really on topic with that this year. That's wonderful. Barbara, why did you decide to get involved? I got involved because when I stopped working full-time, I wanted to be involved in an organisation which uh, spoke up for women, which was involved in the community, uh, which was focused on the needs of others as well as ourselves, um, but which was also part of a worldwide organisation that could get the voice of women through to the United Nations. Well, that's wonderful, and congratulations on your award, and I hope you carry on doing these Thank wonderful you. things. One of, one of the things we say is, you know, sometimes you think on your own you can't do very much, but when you get together as a together. group, collectively, exactly. you, you can have a really big mm. impact, and then you multiply it with 80,000 members worldwide, and all of a sudden mm. you can make a difference. Yeah, it's wonderful. Thank you. Thank you Thank so you much. much. Thank, Thank you. Thanks. This award is given in recognition of a community initiative that genuinely unites people of different ethnic, faith or socio-economic backgrounds. The first nominee is Gordon Baisley of the Victoria Playingfields Football Club. Gordon runs the Victoria Playingfields Football Club on a Saturday morning, a friendly and inclusive non-competitive football training club, both boys and girls. Any child, regardless of their ability, can attend and all are encouraged and supported equally. The volunteers at the club give up a lot of their time to enable children to come together through the game of football. The coaches are reliable and they never let the children down. They are also genuinely interested in the children, teaching them to work as a team rather than for self-interest or glory. They pass on their positivity to the children and celebrate their successes with them, however minor. The second nominee is the Sing Out Inclusive Community Choir at Trestles Art Space. <laughs> the Sing Out Inclusive Community Choir at Trestle Art Space started late in 2017 with five members and it's now grown to 30 people. The choir is made up of a diverse range of people. The ages, ages range from the early 20s to the 80s. Members are culturally diverse and have a range of disabilities. An aim of the choir was to address isolation, as for many of the participants, it's the only outing they have per week. Every session involves a warm-up of the voice, imagination, and body. The group then learns new songs. After a tea break, there are requests, and the members all get to share their favorite songs and dances. The wide range of songs reflects the different faiths, tastes, and ethnicities of the participants. Everyone is made to feel welcome and have their say, and it's grown into its own happy, creative, inclusive, and fun community.
The last finalist is the UR Crew Project. The UR Crew is an extension project from the Special Olympics St Albans that is led by the fantastic St Albans Arts Team. It's a group of young adults with learning disabilities who learn new musical skills and organise, promote and deliver DJ events at commercial pubs and venues. It plays sets at a range of local venues and events, often attracting a further 30 to 40 adults with learning disabilities, in addition to the rest of the audience. Hundreds of people each year attend events featuring the UR crew. The UR crew caters for adults with learning disabilities. It offers them a range of opportunities to learn new skills, build confidence in their abilities and express themselves creatively. Performing at a range of high-profile local events gives the participants a real sense of pride in their successes, as well as challenging the public's views on the potential and abilities of this group. Can I please have the three finalists up? Representatives making their way up to the stage here. I'm delighted to announce that the winner of this year's Inclusive Communities Award is Gordon Baisley from the Victoria Playing Fields Football Club. So the Victoria Playing Field Football Club and Non-Competitive Football Club. And it looks like we're going to get a few words here from Gordon himself. We were delighted to be uh, just, just even nominated, so this is, this is just amazing for us. Uh, I just wanted to talk a bit about the club, if I can, because I don't think it will be known to many people in this room. Victoria Plainfields is only about 200 metres away, if you don't know. It's literally over behind uh, the BP station, just behind us, Folly Lane, Verulam Road. It's been relatively, historically, a sort of underutilised space to the point that before we came into existence, there was, there was consideration, I think, of turning it into an, a new school for a Boyne Lodge. But between VPFC and the Friends of Victoria Plainfields, it's really revitalised over the last couple of years. Uh, our ethos, ethos is all about inclusivity, so we try and invite everybody. We don't participate in a league, so there is no selection, there is no downfielding, down there, no, there is no feeling of left out. Every child that comes and plays gets the same attention, they get a, a prize that is almost judiciously sort of appointed out and handed out. Um, we make sure that everybody gets to enjoy themselves playing football. And so that, that kind of um, leads to our outcomes. Uh, we, we have a growing number of children literally every week. At the moment, we've got about 300 members, 140 of which are, ch are children. And we get 110 to 120 come along and play every weekend. And so over the course of a year, over the course of a, a sort of 38-week year we do, we do school, a year, there is about 5,000 times that children are coming out and playing football and that people are coming and using the park. So, so we think that we're, we're managing to have a really positive impact on, on the health of the people around the park and, and, and hopefully that's going to continue to grow. So um, thank you for the recognition. Hopefully that will kind of give us some more headlines and, and encourage some more people to come along. Thank you. That was Gordon Baisley from Victoria... Victoria Plainfields Football Club, like the Sir Optimus, another of St Albans, quite well kept secrets. I'm here now with Gordon Baisley, the chairman of Victoria Plainfields Football Club, and you've just won the Mayor's Award for Inclusive Communities. How do you feel about that, Gordon? Uh, we're absolutely delighted. We, we, we were really pleased to get nominations from our members, and so to, to actually win, it's, it's just a, a great honour, really. So for anyone that's not familiar with what you do, can you just tell us a bit about, about, your, um, about what you do, yeah? Well, if I start by telling you where we are, so Victoria Plainfields is in Victoria Playing, Victoria Plainfields FC is in Victoria Plainfields, which is just between Folly Lane and Verulam Road in the centre of St Albans. So it's, it's a relatively um, sort of compact Central. space, quite, quite um, sort of houses on top of each other. Mm. And actually that, that green space wasn't very well used until the, the park was... Um, 
sort of turned into a, a, a football ground by our, our founders a few years ago. Um, it's now we have about 140 members, just over 140 members, and every week uh, about 110 to 120 kids come along and play, the majority of whom probably wouldn't be playing football otherwise because they would be put off by the ethos of competitive clubs. So that's what we're proud of it. Um, and what inspired you to get involved in the first place? I am like everybody at the club, we're all volunteers, so we we are generally parents, we have some um, former pupils that have kind of come along and uh, through Duke of Edinburgh awards or whatever reason they're coming back to learn coaching, but it's all volunteers that come and try and help out. Uh, the majority of us have gone on to try and learn um, through FA coaching to, to improve what we do. But it's very much a community club founded upon the parents and, and, and the um, associates of the, the children that play. And if there's anyone listening who, who would like to get involved, how could they go about doing that? Literally just come along. So we, we, we want as many people as we possibly can. We're trying to get people into sport, into activity, um, playing sport every Saturday morning. So we play 9.30 to 11 on a Saturday morning, come down, two weeks trial, absolutely free. There is a funded places scheme. So if, if your child has um, free school meals or pupil premium, we can offer free places through that. If not, it's a very affordable sort of subscription, just £52 a year. So Saturday morning, 9.30, come along. That's great. Thank you, Gordon. Keep up the good work. The Environmental Champion of the Year. This award is given in recognition of an individual group showing exemplary innovation or commitment to green action within the community. The first nominee is the Incredible Edible Community Gardens. Food Smiles have set up two incredible edible community gardens in central St Albans. The project aims to bring local people together to share and teach growing skills, help pollinators and other wildlife, enhance the city centre and provide free food. Anyone who lives, works or plays in St Albans is welcome to be a part of them. The project is special because it is accessible to anyone. People can take part as much or as little as they like. It offers people the opportunity to learn skills in a lovely environment. It promotes a sense of community in the centre of St Albans. Building on the first incredible edible community garden, the second community garden will be accessible to people in wheelchairs. The incredible edible group is helping local residents to reduce food miles, grow and eat local food without chemicals, learn about pollination, support pollinators and encourages environmental sustainability. The second nominee is Sustainable St Albans. <laughs> Sustainable St Albans are a charity group that work together to find positive and creative ways to act locally to raise awareness and address the challenges of climate change, live more sustainably and move towards a low carbon economy. One of the group's biggest successes is the, is the growth in their sustainability festival, which will run over three weeks in 2019. Sustainable St Albans encourage community groups, businesses, faith groups and schools to come together to offer dozens of events on the theme of sustainability and the environment, with the vast majority being open to the public with free admission. The Sustainable St Albans social groups have also delivered a pool of resource to assist the council with its environmental aims, for example, in assisting the sustainability officer to monitor and combat air pollution. And the third finalist is the Refill Pantry. The Refill Pantry are leading the way in environmental changes to the way we shop, and they're in the heart of our community. Plastic in all its forms are a very real problem for our planet. Single-use plastic can and should be eliminated from our shopping. Changing shopping habits can come easily with their system, which allows you to bring your own container and fill it with as much or as little of a product as you like. And as an aside, they've got the most amazing dark chocolate organic chocolate buttons. So bring a big container. They're leading by example for our community and they support many local producers along the way. The shop is not being given the credit they deserve and I, this is the person that wrote in to them, that said that I would love to see them recognised for their contribution to environmental awareness in St Albans. Can I please invite the three finalists to the stage? Well, they're walking up to the stage and it has to be said, this is Presenter of Environment Matters. Three very worthy nominees there. It would be great to see any of them winning here this evening. I'm delighted to announce that this year's environmental champion is the 
incredible edible community gardens. And Naomi Distill is there looking very pleased on behalf of Incredible Edible coming up to the microphone, shaking the mayor's hand. Big deep breath from Naomi. And a fantastic, a wonderful project they have involving so many people in gardening and bringing it right into the heart of the city um, for everybody to share. I usually try and avoid this sort of thing like the plague, but um, the gardens would not be anything without my brilliant volunteers and I couldn't bring them all with me tonight but there's two of them back there thank you very much and thank you to all of them um, and thank you also to some of the local businesses that have supported us uh, in really big ways Aylet Nurseries and Carpenters Nurseries and the Hare and Hounds who's over here somewhere as well I think um, we wouldn't be anything without you guys either um, the gardens are not for us the few people that are looking after them at the moment, they're for you, they're for the whole community. So come and have a look sometime. And the food is free for you to pick. Pick something, take it home for dinner. Thanks. I'm here now with Naomi, who's the coordinator for Incredible Edible Community Gardens. That's mm -hmm. quite a mouthful. Yes. Um, congratulations, you've just won the Mayor's Award for Environmental Champion of the Year. Uh, how does that feel? Well, I'm shocked, really, because the competition's uh, very stiff this it evening. It was, yes. Um, we're quite a new project, mm -hmm. but, um, but it is a lovely project, and this is the third time I've been here as a nominee, so oh, it's, good wow. to, it's good to have won. So <laughs> for anyone that's not familiar with what you do, can you tell us, give us a, a bit of background? Yeah, we've got two incredible edible gardens in the middle of uh, the city centre, one at the Auburn Arena and one near the multi-storey car park. Uh, and the gardens are open to everyone to come and get involved in some food growing, to learn a bit about food growing, get connected with nature, and to just pick the food when it's ready and, and take home for themselves. That's such a lovely idea. And how long have you been going for now? Uh, we started the first garden in October 2017, mm -hmm. and we started the second garden just January this year. Wow. So it's been just over a year, I suppose. And as, as far as you know, how many people kind of get involved from the community? Do you, do you have any it's numbers? Hard, yeah. It's hard to know. We've got a, a small core of regular volunteers, but I know that people are going the to the gardens when I'm not there as well and, and yeah. using the food. It is quite hard to get people to engage with it on that level. And when they haven't, when they haven't grown the food themselves, they sort of think, is that really okay for me to go and Pick just someone take that food? and yeah. take it home? <laughs> Um, so it has been quite difficult to get people to engage, but gradually I think we're getting there. And, and what kind of things can people see in the gardens at the moment then? At the moment there's, um, there's all sorts of salad greens. Some may not be familiar, they may not be things okay. you see in the supermarkets. Mm -hmm. For example, we've got wild garlic there, which people would go out yeah. and forage. Wow. There's not much of it in St Albans, but yeah. there is now. Yeah. Um, and there's lots of herbs and things like that. And am I right in saying you're setting up, or you have um, an accessible second community garden now as yes, well? Yes, the one we've just launched in January has got, um, well, it's, it's accessible to get into, which our first garden wasn't. There's a big step up into it. Okay. So this one's accessible to get into, and we've also got um, high raised beds so that people in wheelchairs or people that can't bend down and kneel a lot, they can still do a bit of growing. Well, it's wonderful, and um, I hope you keep, keep going, keep doing what you're doing. Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. The next award is for the Community Oriented Business. This award is given in recognition of a local business that is working with the public or voluntary sectors or on initiatives that genuinely benefit the local community. The first nominee is Metro Bank St Albans. Metro Bank opened the door to our homeless community events when approached to host a cinema, launch and rap party. They have eroded the formality of banking in St Albans, transforming it into a community and networking space for all. They've been incredibly supportive throughout the Squat Life project, providing volunteers, hosting space and even providing refreshments too. The next nominee is the Heron Hounds Pub. Elaine at the Hare and Hounds pub goes above and beyond just local business support for her community and often in the shadows without fuss or promotion. 
from raising 4,580 pounds for the Hospice of St. Francis to promoting other small businesses through her social channels. With a passion for helping, you see Elaine doing things such as running a charity knitting club to lobbying and fundraising for Cotton Mill and Sopwell Hub. Elaine makes an effort to know everyone and offers her support to the whole community, no matter how big or small the project. You won't see her bragging about it because that's just part of who she is. The third nominee is SA Law. SA Law operates a busy community and social responsibility program that provides a diverse range of support to people who really need it. In the past 11 years, they've helped raise over £100,000 for different charities and organisations, and we expect that number to keep on rising with all the events, sponsorship and fundraising they've planned. They like to think of innovative ways to fundraise. A recent Christmas campaign saw them launch SA Law Elfie where for every Elfie photo sent in or tagged in social media, they donated to small acts of kindness to help support their ongoing work in preventing loneliness and social isolation for the elderly. And like many of our amazing finalists, you'll have also seen the SA Law team each year tossing pancakes. SA Law don't just talk the talk, they get out and get involved. SA Law go above and beyond community and social responsibility by using their marketing expertise and business networks to benefit many local events and charities. Their support of long-term sponsorship of local events, including our FAB St Albans Food and Drink Festival, have enabled these local events to develop and grow for the benefit of the community. Can I please invite the three finalists to the stage? And I'm delighted to announce that the Community Orientated Business of the Year Award goes to the Hare and Hounds St Albans. And Elaine Rainsford from the Hare and Hounds looking absolutely delighted. A very well-deserved award there. She's receiving the award from the Mayor, who's obviously very interested in the work that she's been doing at the Hare and Hounds. Okay, um, we really were not expecting to win this, so I have not prepared anything. Um, one thing I do need to say is that I, I do not do it on my own. Um, my husband, Paul, and my son, Ben, it's a real family effort. Um, so just we do what we do because we love doing it. We don't really do it for any other reason. So um, thank you very much for this. I really appreciate it. Thank you. I'm now with Elaine from Heron Hounds Pub, and congratulations, you've just won the Community Oriented Business of the Year Award. Thank you very much. Really did not, did not expect to win that at all. But what, and why do you think you, why have you won, won this award? I suppose it's because it's, we do so much. I mean, we've got knitting clubs and book clubs, and um, we are helping out with initiatives across the across the um, across the Albans, with the um, community. Um, sorry, the Cotton Mill and Sopwell Hub project. So the um, community centre input in Cotton Mill, which is really badly needed. So we've been really into that. Um, we've also done all sorts of little projects, um, raising money for, including Incredible Edibles, which won another award. Uh, we sponsored them. Just, just little things like that. We, we're very passionate about the community. And you raised £4,500 for the Hospice of St Francis. Yeah, that was just, I think that's over a couple of years. Um, we, every yeah. year we have a, 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 a charity golf day, and then we have a, an event in the evening as well, which raises much in charity, mm -hmm. um, sort of auctions and raffles, things like that. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it, again, it's another thing that's important to the community so it's important to us and if anyone isn't familiar with where where your pub is where it where is it um we are down in Sopwell lane um so it's it's kind of um the abbey end of st albans so it's down near cafe rouge and down down the back bit a little bit so it's just down there and and of course there are a lot of pubs in in st albans what yeah. do you think kind of makes your pub different or, or stand out or um, I wouldn't say we stand out at all, really. I mean, the, the thing with St Albans, the, the community St Albans are really spoiled with the quality of pubs and the amount of pubs and of different kinds of pubs. I mean, just where we are in Dale and Sopwell, there's six pubs within 0.3 miles of each wow. other. 
Um, so it's a great pub crawl area. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> stiff competition. But we're all different in our own little ways. We all support community in our own little ways. Um, it's a great little area. And I've noticed that you always have um, a very Christmassy, a very festive pub oh, as well. We, lo- we love Christmas. <laughs> oh, we love Christmas. So um, I think most of the, especially the children around the area, just wait to see what goes up in the Christmas lights <laughs> that go up. But, but I love Christmas. I'm Mrs. Christmas, so <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Don't mind that. Well, congratulations and, um, and keep up the good work with everything you're doing for the, for the community. Thank you very much. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Our final award is for Community Champion of the Year. This award is given in recognition of an individual who regularly gives up their spare time and frequently goes out of their way for other people within the local community. The first nominee is Debbie Roberts. Debbie is a project manager for YC Hearts. She manages the Empathy Project, which enables young people in Hertfordshire to act as community navigators, administer social prescriptions, and give emotional support to other young people attending the A&E. To complement the work in the hospital, this January, YC will be launching a wellbeing community program written by Debbie called Supporting You a seven-week CBT program for young people who may be struggling with anxiety and low mood but who do not meet the criteria for CAMHS. In addition to her work with YC, Debbie is also the Ollie Foundation CEO and is helping drive the charity forwards with a revised five-year strategy. Part of this new strategy is to provide a new goal-setting workshop which helps individuals achieve their goals and resolve emotional crises. She has a wealth of knowledge covering mental health. This is really just the tip of the iceberg of all that she does for our local community, and we're incredibly lucky to have her in our district. The second nominee is Emma Scott. Emma Scott is an inspiring teacher at Townsend School. She has gone above and beyond to promote the LBGT cause in our school and excels as the anti-bullying ambassador. She helped to shape and change the code of conduct for our students to include the absolute acceptance of students that are part of the LBGT community to feel free to be safe and to be themselves at our school. Emma regularly organises speakers from the LBGT community to address students, and this has helped encourage open dialogue. Emma's valued for her empathy, and students often seek guidance and counselling from her as she is compassionate and a great listener. The learning, growth and development of her students are clear to be seen in her excellent behaviour management in her classroom and beyond. She readily shares good practice in team meetings and the whole school is benefiting because of her. And the last finalist is Stuart New. (laughs) Stuart is an integral member of the Royal Air Force Air Cadets, RAFAC and the Royal British Legion. For over three decades, he has been supporting these with outstanding loyalty and an inspiring attitude, all for the benefit of others and never putting himself first. Stuart has welcomed everyone with open arms and has been able to develop and support everyone in the organisations. He is truly irreplaceable for all that work with him. And can we have the three finalists up, please? So, Debbie Roberts... Emma Scott and Stuart New, the nominees for the Community Champion of the Year, making their way to the stage. I'm delighted to announce that this year's Community Champion is Stuart New. And a popular win there for Stuart New, uh, who is a member of the Royal Air Force Cadets and the Royal British Legion, just receiving his award from the Mayor. A very popular winner there of the Mayor's Pride Community Champion of the Year Award. I don't normally make public speeches. I normally got a speechwriter for that. But I didn't bring him today. Uh, I'm just one of a lot of people within the area that actually support the Air Cadets, give up their time. We also give up our time for the Royal British Legion, for the Poppy Appeals, and collecting throughout the year for the, pop, for the Legion. It's just not poppy appeal time that the legions are collecting. We, ha- we collect all year round. There's hundreds of cadets uh, all over the areas, most of the major towns. They're always looking for support and help from anybody that can give up some time just to teach aviation subjects to 12 to 15, 18-year-olds 
they've got an interest in aviation, which is what we do, amongst a few other things that we don't mention. Just hearing there from Stuart New, the Mayor's Pride Community Champion of the Year 2019. So I'm now here with Stuart New, and you've won the award for Community Champion of the Year. How do you feel about that? Surprised, because there was other people there that I thought would be more deserving than, than myself. So, so why, why have you won the award, Stuart? What is it that you do? Uh, I'm a uh, civilian instructor with the Air, uh, Air Training Corps. Uh, I'm also uh, with the British, Royal British Legion. So. And for over three decades you've been supporting them, is that right? <laughs> yeah, I've actually been around and teaching cadets since I was 12. Officially, since I was 18, uh, with Royal British Legion, I've been there for a good 15 years now. And what what do you do there specifically? With the Legion, I'm there to I support when we go collecting, uh, fundraising, and one time I used to look after their website and their Facebook sites, to, so that the, the comrades could actually keep in touch with each other. So, was it a nice surprise being nominated for this award? It was a few. It was a surprise that brought on a few comments because <laughs> I don't normally go for this sort of thing. Okay. Uh, well, congratulations, and it, it's a wonderful kind of testament to your involvement in the community. And um, yeah, Carrot, keep up the good work. There are two more awards, and these are the mayor's awards. And the first of my two awards is for a young person of distinction. This award provides an opportunity to recognise an exceptional child or young person for talent, positivity, energy or strength of character. And this year it goes to Anthony Agard. And... Congratulations and celebrations when I tell everyone that you're... And just, just to say a little bit... Anthony hasn't had the easiest start in life and at the age of 13 was lacking in structure and then he met Mark Bennett, the reparation supervisor of a Hertfordshire targeted youth support team. And Anthony had never boxed before, no. Um, but with his close links to the boxing world, Mark suggested that it would, might be a positive avenue for Anthony to pursue and so arranged for him to meet John Conti, who even I know, was a former world boxing champion, to discuss his future. And this proved enough motivation for Anthony to attend St Albans ABC, where he has trained ever since and has gone from strength to strength. Um, four, now, four years later, and age 17, Anthony is enrolled full-time in a business course at Oakland's College, and has recently become the National Amateur Boxing Alliance under, no, U7, under, hang on, U, U71KGS. I think that's a, that's a category, isn't it? Yes, under 71 kilos, yes. I'll get there in a minute. Champion. And then Anthony also appeared at the Hertfordshire Sports Partnership inaugural Sport for Social Change Conference in 2018, and stood in front of a hundred plus delegates. He's been an inspiration to young people everywhere who want to change their lives around. And Mark and everywhere and everyone else in the boxing world that comes into contact with him speak very highly of him. So well done. And Anthony Agar just sets stepping up there to receive his award for the young person of distinction from from the mayor just having his photo taken towering above the mayor you can see how he's done very well in the boxing ring i know anthony won't speak because he's, when i first met anthony he was very the same and he's he's, he's quite shy sometimes <laughs> I first met Anthony when he was 13 years old. Um, Anthony came to my attention through the youth justice system, not going on the right track, as the mayoress said. Uh, we kind of got a plan together for Anthony, which was quite a long one, um, and I followed that journey with him, which for me has been absolutely fantastic. I've seen this 
young man who was quite shy, quite negative, grow into a very mature young man who everyone wants to, wants to aspire to. Watch out for this name because in years to come, you've heard of AJ, now you see AGW because he's going to walk in his footsteps. I am, I'm so proud of him, of what he's actually achieved, and he should be actually proud of himself in the road. He's, he could have chosen both routes, and he's chosen the right one uh, with positivity. Took a lot of resilience as well for this young man. And as I said, very, very proud of him for where he is today. So many congratulations to you. And that's Mark Bennett there speaking on behalf of Anthony Agar, who's received his work, the Young Person of Distinction, from the Mayor. Now to the, my second award and the final award of the evening, which is the Mayor's Recognition Award. And this is an award to an inspirational individual or group making an outstanding impression on the Mayor in the, their year of office. And I'm delighted to announce that this year, the Mayor's Special Recognition Award goes to the St Albans and District Talking Newspaper. It's... It's... Its weekly audio programme is sent out free of charge, helping those with limited sight stay in touch with what is going on in St Albans, Harpenden and the villages. Every week it covers top news items, readers' letters to the Hearts Advertiser and the Review together with interviews, music and more to entertain and inform its listeners. Um, I've known the organisation over quite a long time now and I've had an opportunity on several occasions to speak with their listeners in person and it is very, very apparent just how much they value this service and how important it is to them in keeping in touch with what is happening in their local community. It is a thoroughly deserved award and in this, I think it's your 45th year, is, I commend it for all that it has done and continues to do in our community since 1974. Representative from the Talking Newspaper receiving a very well-deserved Mayor's Recognition Award for the wonderful work that they do. Uh, I'm now here with Sue Fennell, uh, who is the Secretary of St Albans and District Talking Newspaper. Congratulations on the Mayor's Recognition Award, Sue. Thank you very much indeed. Brilliant. And for anyone that's not familiar with St Albans and District Talking Newspaper, can you tell us a bit about what you do? Um, we record on the Thursdays, the particular day's Hearts Advertiser articles from it, and then on the Friday... Um, a smaller team go in and copy the recording and send it out in the post. It goes out on USB sticks and that can be used in the boom box that we've already supplied to the potential listeners. Um, and then there is no postage for it and there's no postage when they return to us. So it's to help people with limited sight stay in touch with what's going on in the community, is that right? It is primarily, mainly for them, but we've now realised that our constitution allows us to send them out to people who've had strokes and therefore unable to open a newspaper and follow through oh, them on the newspaper. Okay. So there are a lot of people out there we would love to have mm. as listeners, but it's getting in touch with them and finding them. And, and if there is anyone listening that would like to get in touch, how can they go about doing that? They can, it depends what they want to do. They can go online at St Albans and District Talking Newspaper or they are phone calls they can make. There's, um, they can get through to us through the sensory services from the uh, Hearts County Council or they can get to us through the um, Hearts Vision Loss. So there are a number of people who know about us and who can send people our way if they can't get... A word of mouth is the other good one. Yes, exactly. Well, thank you, Sue, and um, keep up the good work. Thank you very much indeed. It's, um, well, it's time to um, draw this evening to a close. And before I let you go, could I just unashamedly draw your attention to the details on the back of your programme? 
regarding the Mayor's Civic Banquet on Ball on the 29th of March, which is in aid of my charity, Mind in Mid-Hearts. As many of you know, I do care very deeply about mental health and mental health charities. And I can promise you it really is going to be a great evening in aid of the charity and a lot of fun. So I do hope some of you, at least, who haven't yet bought your tickets will do so. And then it just remains for me to thank you all for being a fabulous audience tonight, as well as being such welcoming and generous members of our wonderful community. And I'm sure you will agree it's been a great night. So I think we'll all give ourselves a round of applause. Um, uh, St Albans City and District Council would also like to thank Morgan Sindel for kindly sponsoring this year's event along with Radio Verulam and St Albans Taste for their contributions to this evening thank you all very much Deputy Lieutenant, distinguished guests ladies and gentlemen on behalf of myself and St Albans City and District Council Thank you very much for coming, and have a safe journey home. You're listening to Radio Verulam 92.6 FM, and we're here at the 2019 Mayor's Pride Awards. <laughs> 